The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Everybody, welcome once again to the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined as always by Raj Geary. Mr. Matt Morgan is experiencing uh, the storms in Florida, so he's not able to join us tonight. But Raj and I are going to talk about Monday Night Raw for September 11th, 2017. Raj, how are you doing, man? Good, man. It's been it's been a while since it's been uh, well, the three of us. It's really been a while. So, but next yeah. week, next week, it finally should happen. Uh, no, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Uh, next week, the Go Home Show before No Mercy. So tonight, interesting episode of Raw really kind of a strange pace so confirm my suspicion on this the reason cena versus Strowman was in the seven o'clock hour was because of football and that's what i'm assuming i mean that that's what makes the most sense is that uh they, they wanted to get it right after that that first game and right you know kind of right when the second game was going on uh, because otherwise that just makes no sense in the world to to have that match on uh, when they did and then finish with a match that meant nothing yeah, no, it was very, very uh, strange pacing to the whole thing. So let's go match by match, talk about what happened tonight. Opened up the show with Roman Reigns versus Jason Jordan. So this was an interesting sort of a follow-up to the Jordan Cena match last week. What did you think of this for how long they they dragged it out for uh, Roman to retain the win? I thought it was really good. Um, Might have been the best match on the show. I can't think of anything else. Uh, but yeah, I thought I thought Jason Jordan looked awesome. I thought Reigns looked great. Um, I thought, yeah, I thought this was a great way to kick this off. I was pumped with this match and, and, uh, you know, the Cena Reigns promo at the end was getting a little redundant. Um, you know, when it comes to being on the mic, Cena definitely owns Reigns. And by doing that every week, I think you're hurting Reigns more and more when, you know, the whole idea of this feud is to build Reigns and yes, him beating Cena, you're building him, but to get him, but you know, when we were talking about them doing this match at a WrestleMania, we would, you know, kind of wonder who the fans would be going for. Um, you know, when we speculate like six months ago when we were talking about if they did yeah. a Cena versus Reigns match. And we were kind of thinking like the fans would go for Reigns, but I think with the way this build has been going, uh, they'll definitely be going for Cena. I think Reigns is going to get booed out the building. Yeah, it seemed like they didn't even give him a good punchline or anything in there tonight. His comebacks were once again kind of weak, and I think Cena just came out looking, you know, like a million bucks. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't as good as you know the last couple of weeks as far as his his punchline, except for that last line, which uh, you know, with your top baby face, I would not be bringing up drug testing, you know. Um, <laughs> and, and plus, you know, there's probably a lot of people that don't know about that. Oh yeah, that suspension, the failed drug test, and just think, oh wow, this guy must be on something, you know, to to drop a line like that. So I just think it's very counterproductive. It was weirdly meta tonight between that and then the Miz and Enzo. Like they were just really like turning to the dirt sheets for inspiration. It seemed like, you know, and going with all the gossipy stuff. So I thought that was a very interesting angle uh, between Reigns and Cena. I thought Jordan versus Reigns was good. I think my complaint, you know, I always feel like with these knockdown drag out matches, when they've got guys they want to protect and they want to, they don't want it to be a squash or an easy win. It feels like there's a formula to the false finishes, even down to the, Oh, he's going to tap out. No, he grabbed the rope. They have this, these beats that they hit to prolong the match. 
and not give you that easy victory. And it just feels, it definitely felt earned by the end of it, but that was a long match to start the show off with. Yeah, I mean, the first 45 minutes was pretty much Cena and Rain stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, good on Jordan, though, and uh, I like his new theme music that I guess uh, debuted last week, so that was definitely cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, after that, we had the scene, uh, Cena Reigns face off, and that was followed by Emma versus Sasha Banks in a match that was uh, with Alexa Bliss on commentary, and then Nia coming out. What do you make of this with Emma? So everything I'm reading online is saying that this fatal four-way at, at uh, No Mercy, so Emma's basically going to eat the pin, um, do you think that just further sort of buried her tonight, having her lose to Sasha? I mean, there's almost no credibility for her going into this pay-per-view. I wouldn't take much of that. I think, first of all, I think a lot of that is just Meltzer was speculating on his radio yeah. show. Like he, that's probably why she was at it was to take the pin. And then a lot of sites took it as that's why they did it. That's, you know, they're not protecting Sasha. Obviously she lost the last, you know, three weeks in a row. So uh, they don't need someone to take the pin in this match. So, yeah, uh, you know, um, no, I mean, I think it's just they need more more bodies, you know, because you got Asuka coming in. Um, That's true. So, yeah, I mean, I think uh, I, I wouldn't think too much about that, that whole thing. Yeah, it's amazing how Meltzer can just speculate on something. And then it's like a game of telephone that it goes around online and it becomes sort of the conventional wisdom. It's really hard to, to uh, differentiate sometimes between what's his speculation and actual inside knowledge. Although Sasha's interview with Sam Roberts, I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was dead on. I mean, you know, it goes to show just how little like a lot of the, the talent knows you know, yeah. about why these booking decisions are happening. She has no idea why her title reigns are so short. It's been a, you know, a year. Um, oh yeah. I mean, I thought it was, it was really interesting. Yeah. It's weird to be airing that stuff. You'd think that that's sort of the last resort when you want to go public with these things. Yeah. Sasha has been known to do that. She doesn't say yeah. uh, so she's like same thing with Daniel Bryan and there's others that, you know, they speak, they speak freely. Yeah, well, I think and then Daniel's... you get the Miz, who who's very very coached and says the right <laughs> thing. Yeah, so uh, that all led tonight, and Sasha did uh, win over Emma there, but that led tonight to Heyman coming out and hyping up No Mercy. So we had Lesnar and Braun Strowman getting a big of, bit of a face off and really raising the stakes there. Did you see? Uh, I don't know if you reported on this the WWE Fan Council survey that went out about a week or two ago, where they were asking like, who do you expect to win at No Mercy? which I thought was very interesting. So I like oh, that no. they're, they're building Braun yeah. to, to oh, seem geez. like a credible threat. But do you think that he stands a chance of taking the, the title off Brock? I'd do it. I would do yeah. it. Um, I don't think Brock is booked for any... I mean, as of right now, he's not booked for Survivor Series. I mean, he could always be added. Um, so, I mean, this is kind of like... I think this is one of his last dates, if not his last date that he's currently advertised for. Yeah, and with Braun, they've done such a great job building. Oh, absolutely. It that, that I don't want to see it just turn into another ten-minute Brock match where he gets the win. So yeah, I think it, it, these kind of pushes come. You know, it's rarely where it works so well. And yeah. I, I'd go with the I'd go with the title change. I would love Braun to win, but I feel like you know we wanted to believe so badly with Samoa Joe 
at uh, no, I never thought I never thought Samoa Joe. Okay, Matt Morgan and I wanted to believe <laughs> so badly that Samoa Joe could win at SummerSlam. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would love for it to be Braun, but I love this promo tonight. I thought Heyman for doing the Heyman thing was a little changing it up a bit, but that face off definitely set set the table uh, in a very nice way, and I think left me wanting more to see that match. Yeah, this I thought this segment outside of Heyman's promo, I think Heyman's promo have just gotten too redundant. It's kind of the same thing every week. Um, yeah, he's trying to change it up a little, but you can only change it up so much when you're kind of saying the same thing. So I don't know. Their Heyman's promos are starting to get uh, on the verge of sucking to, well, to me. And this thing where he has to compare you to all these other superstars. You know, you're like this meets this meets this, and it's like we get it, man. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just the same thing, and it it's just kind of silly when the the guy's right there and, and can you know he was a Lesnar's a great promo when he talks. I mean, the stuff he did in the UFC, his first WWE run, I wouldn't say it was a great promo, but he was good. Uh, he could talk, so um, yeah. I don't know. Heyman's act has just gotten stale, and it's gotten old. Well, and how is it with Brock? I mean, some of these weeks he comes out there just literally do his, his strut around and bounce around on his feet there. And it's, I mean, that's where it seems kind of silly. Where even tonight when Heyman was like, are you ready? Just he was going, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, not even uttering a word. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, maybe, that fighter, are you ready stuff? I, yeah. That was a little corny for me. Maybe they have to actually pay him if he talks. You know, pay him extra. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. But he did talk last, uh, what, what, what was it, two weeks ago or last week when he said, uh, what that means is suplex city bitch. And that's yeah. all you need is to say. And it's great. So, but I thought the, you know, the physical stuff was awesome that that German and then Braun just getting up was, I mean, that was just awesome. Oh, that's fantastic. Great. So I, I thought this was, you've, you've never seen someone just manhandle Brock week in and week out like this, you know, Goldberg beat Brock quickly and eliminated him, but he wasn't just beating the crap out of him every time. So, yeah, uh, it, it's something very different. So I, I think it's great. Um, so this for sort of, I, I guess it was a throwaway segment, but I think this actually had a ton of potential. The gold dust versus Bray Wyatt segment with Bray wiping the make off off gold dust at the end. I thought that was like, this could actually be a good feud if they pursued it, but this was just placeholder for what's happening with Finn and Finn's not going to be in the makeup and no mercy. Yeah. I mean, gold dust is a heel, but they needed uh they needed someone with face paint, and Goldust was like the only one that fit, I guess. So, uh, I, so yeah. Um, but yeah, whatever happened that whole gold. Do you remember that promo before SummerSlam where Goldust said he was going to be introducing yeah. someone new? And I guess they just completely dropped that. I mean, and I don't even want to speculate on this because I feel like this was just placeholder tonight. But part of me is like, okay, so Goldust could come back next week as. Maybe as Dustin without the makeup, maybe he comes back with a new makeup. WWE loves to jump on a bandwagon of pop culture, maybe some new it Pennywise inspired makeup or something he's got going on. Um, I, I like my mind's racing with it, but I'm like, this was a filler segment tonight. And it was yeah. more interesting than a lot of the crap that they do week in and week out. Yeah, I liked it. It was different. Uh, Bray's promo was kind of same old, same old. We, we've been saying that week in and week out. But um, yeah, this, this whole thing with Goldust, it was a little different. So, uh, yeah. you know. I'll, I'll I'll give him props for that. So do you speculate with no demon and no mercy? They're just going to save Finn's makeup for the big four, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what they've been doing. Um, it's just when they say no demon, um, I feel like that right away takes out a lot of the excitement out of the match, you know? Oh, absolutely. I mean, like there's no way there's going to be the demon. It's like, well, 
that's the same match they had on Raw, you know, like the week or two before SummerSlam. Um, yeah. Well, we'll see. Here's hoping Goldust gets something interesting next week. Uh, I want to take a minute, thank the sponsor of this episode, which is Mack Weldon. So Mack Weldon, let's face it, it's better than whatever you're wearing right now, unless like myself. Except for myself too. And Raj, yeah, we're wearing our Mack Weldon stuff. I got my grown-up hoodie on, as my wife likes to call it. Sort of, you know, comfortable as the normal uh, schlub wear that I wear day to day, but, you know, a little more respectable when leaving the house. So Mack Weldon believes in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. Going on their site so easy, no matter what size you are, they've got stuff to fit you. They're really good about giving out their size specifications on there. You could get a sense of how it's going to fit. Everything that I love about it is that it's so comfortable. In fact, they've got the most comfortable underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants that you'll ever wear. You've heard us talk about it before, but they have these shorts that look like like respectable shorts that you can wear outside the house, but they feel and fit like comfy shorts. They're absolutely fantastic. And they've got a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial, which means that they eliminate odor. So they want you to be comfortable. And if you don't like your first pair of Mack Weldon underwear, you can keep it and they'll still refund you. No questions asked. Not only do their socks, shirts, and underwear look good, but they perform well too, whether you're working out, going to work, going on dates, or just in everyday life. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off using the promo code INC. That's MacWeldon.com and get 20% off using the promo code INC. So glad to have them as a sponsor. Raj, uh, what, what are you rocking that you got from MacWeldon? Uh, well, some stuff is underneath. I got the yeah, Mac Weldon. Yes. Uh, and they really, I mean, they're, they're super soft. And then the shirt, um, collar shirt, you could wear it out, uh, you know, going out to a lounge or a bar or just wear it around the house because it's so comfortable. So I, I wear, I honestly swear to God, I wear Mac Weldon now all the time um, just because it is so comfortable and it looks good. Absolutely. And the underwear, we're going to spare the audience watching the video live. Their underwear is super comfortable. Check it out on their website. Yeah, absolutely. And I got the socks too. Their socks are uh, super comfortable. So, I mean, it's, it's as advertised and I wear it all the time and it's great. Yeah, MacWeldon.com. Use the promo code INC to save 20% off your order at MacWeldon.com. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. So after that tonight, we had Sheamus and Cesaro versus Gallus and Anderson, but that turned into beating up Ambrose and Rollins, setting up a match for later in the night. If only Ambrose and Rollins could find two partners to make it an eight-man tag match. However, could that possibly have turned out except the exact way that it did? You know, you know one thing we didn't t- we didn't talk about. Oh yeah, real quick the, that nine eleven open. Oh yes, and those dipshits in the front <laughs> row, and the fact that they had to mute the crowd noise. You know, it's like what is wrong with some people now? Granted, I, now you know that was sixteen years ago. A lot of oh, people absolutely. weren't alive during that time, or, or were really small and don't remember just how tragic and terrible that event was but to to be able to do that man man. oh that was absolutely and that's the thing i love going to wrestling shows but i swear to god every time i go there there's some jackass that just says like the worst stuff is super obnoxious there's something about it that draws out that element yeah it's like when they chant for chris benoit or something like that yeah just the worst people um absolutely not, and not the not not the majority the, the, the small minority you but. cast a wide net 
you're going to get a couple, right. you know, the bottom feeders, a couple of the things you don't want in that net. Right. Um, but yeah, there's something about it, man. So yeah, uh, touching on that, that's the thing. Uh, very serious moment. I thought the WWE handled it tastefully. They put it right at the front of the show. And then, yeah, during that silence, I don't remember what the guy was yelling, but he decided, here's my moment. Yeah. It's like, good God. In a case like that, you almost want someone to just kick the crap out of him. But yeah, well, anyway. And then we got a USA chant, which just made me think of Southpaw and Damn Bandana. So that was, you know, kind of a pleasant memory to end it on. Yeah, it's like the crowd wasn't quite sure if it was over yet. So they're still silent, you know, you know, like there was no like uh, it was kind of an awkward one because usually they have like a video or something. And this was just a, a message. But, yeah, don't do that stuff in the arena, WWE. It's It's like with your charity work, typically, you know, really control that scenario. Yeah. And I think that's the key. But yeah, that was an interesting opening. They also uh, mentioned the hurricanes, of course, that are affecting the southern states. Yeah, just a lot of bad news. And, and a yeah. couple of people asking uh, what happened with Matt. Matt's okay. Um, his, elect- his power was out all day and was out till the night. And then it came back on, so he thought he could do the podcast tonight. And then his cable went out. And his cable's been out, and I think, it, it, you know, right before we went on, about an hour before, he was hoping to at least skim through it. But it was still out, so he wasn't... He, able to join us tonight yeah um so anyhow after that we had a promo that oscar is coming to raw the story broke a little ahead of this but we it's official now yeah so i mean i think uh oscar nia Jax just seems like a logical thing to do you know like uh i don't know if you jump into that right away but I'm guessing that's what they see as their money feud because just Oscar and Alexa Bliss just doesn't have that element. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so. It's interesting to have Nia and Alexa watching that vignette and commenting on it. You normally don't see that with the stars. Right. Watching the coming soon stuff. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, it was a cool vignette too. So yeah, definitely. And Nia in street clothes, looking much better than her ring gear. Yeah. I thought that was a good, a good look for her tonight. Um, and they set up the match that's going to be Nia versus Alexa ne- next uh, Monday night on Raw uh, in advance of No Mercy. So that'll be interesting. Right. Uh, with, yeah. With Asuka, how do you think they avoid getting into the same scenario with NXT, though? Because at a certain point, if she just becomes the unbeatable champ, doesn't that... I mean, with NXT, wasn't that the problem at a certain point? That it was like, well, if no one can beat her, what stories can we tell? Well, you have time now. Like NXT, yeah. you know, the goal was always to get her on the main roster. Now, I mean, you're not going to have her five years down the road still undefeated. Um, but you use that. that. Uh, so I would continue that win streak. I'd have video packages that explain it, that she's undefeated. Um, and then continue that storyline going, you know, on Raw. Um, have her go through, you know, Sasha or Alexa, get through to Nia Jax, have that be, I don't know if they could go all the way to Mania with that, but uh, that should be the big match. And then you build a, a new star to come uh, come for Asuka. And whether yep. that's, you know, some from someone from the Mania Young Classic or, you know, someone already on the on the roster or even someone like a Sasha where you want to rebuild them or, or Bailey. Um, no, that would be the ultimate comeback story for Bailey, right? Because, I mean, that was yeah. Bailey's big loss. But I don't know that they believe, I mean, the way they've been booking Bailey, it does not seem like that's yeah in the cards. So it's exciting, you know, nonetheless. And I think it'll be interesting to see uh, how the women's division gets shaken up, uh, potentially following the Mae Young Classic. Speaking of shakeup, so 
I seem to recall a couple weeks ago, it was, it was the big rumor that there was going to be another superstar shakeup coming this week originally. And that no signs of that whatsoever. Have you heard anything more about the so only things I ever heard was from those two that report at, I think it was PW insider or, mm. um, I think I think Meltzer might have reported that too, but nothing, yeah. nothing, not a word since then. And you know, it looks like I mean they've kind of other than John Cena, you know, moving from SmackDown to Raw. Uh, I mean, it seems like they got their programs in place for now. Yeah. So. Although I don't know, man. I was catching up on SmackDown over the weekend. It was just like that, they could really use a little something. I mean, they need we'll something on Wednesday, but yeah, SmackDown is. Uh, you know, Dolph Ziggler's new gimmick is not going to save SmackDown. <laughs> no. Nope. And uh, you just see the, the the lack of effort going week, week in, week out. It's so just, weird. Except for, you know, I will say this Kevin Owens, Shane McMahon thing and, and bringing Vince back for SmackDown. It's something they, they normally wouldn't do. So Yeah, that's cool. So that's that's definitely cool. So uh, Elias versus Callisto tonight. Elias came out, debuted a new song, interrupted by Callisto. And in a reasonable amount of time, Elias picks up a win. This Elias stuff, I'm surprised it's it's working. You know, it's uh, it's 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 not like that change the channel heat like he had in NXT. It's like a genuine uh, crowds wants to see him get his ass kicked. You know, he's putting a little more effort into the songs. I really think that's what it is. Yeah, that's part. Yeah, I think that's part of it. And. Uh, I think his personality is coming out better than it did in NXT. I think he's mm. a little, he, he seems a little, a little more naturally smug as opposed to acting. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'd be uh, curious if they uh, pick up a feud. I'm still thinking him and R-Truth as a tag team. That's that's money. They're both musicians. Yeah. And then I like how Kalisto hulks up and then just <laughs> gets his ass kicked. <laughs> like tears his shirt, has a, has a tough time doing it, and then just gets destroyed. So what was uh, main event tonight taped? If Callisto wasn't in that, what was it? Uh, the Titus brand and uh, maybe Dana Brooke and Alicia Fox or something? Or Yeah, there was a 205 live match. Um, it was Grand Metalik, uh, yeah. let's say Dorado, Mustafa Ali against Noam Dar, Tony Nese, and Arya Davari. And then Rhino, wow. def- Rhino against Dash Wilder. So Okay, that's... Right? So the revival getting... Half of the revival getting some work, so wow, that's that's almost, I'm I'm gonna have to watch that just for the sheer randomness of it. Yeah, interesting. Um, so tonight's real main event during Raw was John Cena versus Braun Strowman. What did you think of this rush? As a match, it, it, I didn't think it, it it was just there. I thought, um, I don't say you know it's weird. Like Big Show and and Braun have this chemistry, and Roman and and Braun have this chemistry, and. Uh, Cena and Braun didn't, at least not tonight. And and maybe it's, you know, it was their first match, so um, they need to work on it. But, uh, you know, I thought it was what it should have been. Braun, you know, pretty much being dominant. Cena getting his hope spots at the end. And then the DQ, it makes sense because you want to protect both of those guys going into No Mercy. Yeah. And I thought they ended it the only logical way that they could. Um, but, yeah, something about the rhythm just never was there. Yeah. I was so happy. I thought... For for some reason, I would thought that they might be going this route of having Roman coming and saving Cena, mm. you know, because having another interaction with them. And I'm so glad they didn't do it, just because I think that would have been a, a bad move, and they and they didn't. So I liked how it ended. So you know, it's weird. And the show was kind of. I thought it was yeah. over after this. Yeah. No, I mean, kind of right. So there was technically no cruiserweight segment tonight. 
during Raw. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I, I was just thinking, I just actually had to search because I was like, what? I mean, yeah. the Enzo thing, I guess now kind of counts as a crossover. Yeah. Um, Enzo kind of got destroyed again, more or less. <laughs> Um, even though that, he's the top contender for a title match at No Mercy. So it's that catch-22 <laughs> with putting Enzo in the cruiserweights. It adds a spark. It give, makes it more interesting. It, 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 you know, viewership is up. But then you make him look like a loser, you know, against The Miz, and it just kind of buries the cruiserweight division, you know, by proxy. So since we're dispelling rumors tonight, how much of it's legit? You know, I mean, I mean all, the, legit. All, all absolutely. I think it's the yeah. first time you've ever said that about any rumors or gossip. <laughs> and with Enzo, all of it, probably worse than you even think it is. You know, uh, I mean, it it doesn't sound like he he's done anything. You know, like terrible, like really messing up. He's just annoying. Yeah, tell that to Liv Morgan. Well, <laughs> you know, yeah, not so. Su- I mean, on her social media, she was, yeah, she came know. out publicly. Uh, yeah hinting at some things but yeah they've clearly broken up she's removed all the pictures of enzo from her instagram or there i think there's a couple she forgot but yeah for the most part um but um yeah i mean i've heard personally people you know tell me about it so wow um, yeah so yeah with the miz tonight just parroting all of it i mean i think basically, touched upon- basically what the miz said is what his heat is yeah it's like uh him acting like a big shot him you know partying with these celebrities that aren't that big, but acting like a big shot because of it. And it just rubs people the wrong way. And it's, yeah, that's his life. Who cares? But I guess when you're around it, it, it uh, pisses people off. Yeah. There is sort of something very insular. You don't see that a lot from, from the WWE superstars trying to, I mean, there's like celebrities that come into the WWE, but you don't see a lot of them out and about like hobnobbing. Yeah you know, and the like. Um, but I thought it was interesting. But then again, if he's got all that heat, there he was on TV tonight following the biggest segment of the night, and he's in the title picture against Neville for the Cruiserweight title and no mercy. Right. So, I mean, how, how bad can it really be as long as he's still getting booked like this? I mean, now um, he's not winning, but he's still on, on the scene. I mean, is he just being treated like Ellsworth basically now? Or uh, I mean, we'll see. I mean, you, you look at how he wins his matches on 205 Live. It's always like cheating with the roll-up. So it's not like they're giving him a strong push. He lucked his way into a title match. And, you know, we'll see how the match with Neville goes. I, I, mean, I get the feeling that he gets destroyed. Um, but then again, I don't know if you want to end that program right away or you want to keep it going because they really got nothing else. Yeah. Has 205 Live uh, gotten a bump? They gotten an Enzo bump? Yeah. From Well, well there you go. Yeah something you know uh big fish in a smaller pond i guess um yeah so uh, the closing segment rather than the main event but luke gallows carl anderson cesaro and sheamus versus seth rollins dean ambrose matt hardy and jeff hardy um why is it the tag division it seems like it's the it's the single most repetitive thing going even more than the women's division week in and week out. Yeah, I thought having Ambrose and Rollins might freshen it up a little bit. They might break out of the the formula, but uh, they haven't. It really felt like they just gave up, um, and and they just are like, let's throw this out there, this meaningless match because, um, it was it was pointless, and yeah. to be in the main event spot really made no sense other than they just thought. The, they wanted the main event segment earlier, so it didn't get killed by football. So. Yeah. I know. So, odd stuff. 
so I only watched part of last week, but is the the Jeff Hardy solo push is that on hold? Is that happening? Yeah, I mean, it was kind of what I speculated when me and Matt were talking about it. Oh, I don't know if you were on that episode, but yeah. you know, I was like, I, it could. It's probably just a quick thing for them to do to kill some time until they get to No Mercy. But hmm. yeah, I don't know where they're going uh, with the Miz because he's got no. It looked like Jason Jordan for a while, and I guess it could still go with that. Um, yeah. Because he's got nothing, and Jason Jordan has two strong performances against top guys, so um, that could have been their way to to build Jason up. For yeah, the isn't it weird though? Again, like the Goldust Bray thing, when the placeholder seems to have a little more legs than the actual feud that the guys are in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so all in all, what'd you think of tonight's Raw? I thought it was. Really good until uh, the Cena Braun Strowman match ended. I actually thought the Miz Enzo stuff was was pretty good. Miz and Maurice announcing that they're expecting oh, yeah. a child. You know, uh, I, I don't know if you remember a few months ago when Maurice was first talking about, uh, you know, when there was first talk about Maurice splitting with the Miz, and um, yeah, I kind of was hearing rumblings then that they were thinking about starting a family. So. Um, there, there you go. There you go. And uh, so there was a return tonight that was not on TV from what I saw on Twitter. So it, did you hear, was that accurate that Nikki Bella shot oh, yeah. something? Yeah, yeah. She was backstage. I think she yeah, might have come out to the audience and shot something at one point, but it wasn't, but it was for Dancing with the Stars. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's in LA filming, so it yeah. well, makes all the sense that she's there. So. Yeah. And that's Monday Night Raw, folks. That's uh, everything that happened tomorrow night. SmackDown Live in Vegas. Really big deal about the Sin City part. Normally, they don't tie in the uh, the, the locale as much to an episode. Yeah, they did. They did. They've done it before, where they'll have like raw roulette and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they're making SmackDown out to be a big deal this week, so because they got no pay per view for what a month. Yeah. So this is almost like their pay per view. Uh, you yeah. know, until Hell in the Cell. So, um, yeah, it should be a good one. Also, Brett the Hitman Heart will be joining the podcast this Wednesday. So, oh my God, make sure to check that out. And I don't even have a response to that. I'm just so impressed by that. I'm just like, Brett, really? Brett Hart? That's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, big shows having surgery. Um, you know, if it's, if, if that's the end of his career, man, he went out with an awesome match. So, um, you know, he, he could always come back, but his, his contract's coming up. It's up before WrestleMania. Um, so yeah, we'll see. I mean, it could very well be the end of his, uh, in-ring career. Isn't it weird though, a year ago, two years ago, all the please retire stuff. And then look at the work he's done this year. And it's been like a little bit of a Renaissance of sorts. Yeah. I mean, the please retire stuff. I think people were just just tired of him because he's been around for so long, but he, it's not like he ever really got bad. I mean, for his size and his age and the way he's been going, um, he's had, you know, kind of a crazy run when you think about it. Cause he was never really a, the top guy or a, a top guy, even though he was champion, he was more of a tradition, uh, transitional, uh, title holder, but he's managed to maintain at that top level for a very long time. So, Yeah. And six matches have been announced for No Mercy so far. Uh, Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman, Cena versus Reigns, Ambrose and Rollins versus Cesaro and Sheamus, Alexa Bliss versus Sasha Banks versus Nia Jax versus Emma 
Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt and Neville versus Enzo. So uh, what do you think's going to get added to that card next week? Um, geez, I'm, the Hardys and uh, Gallows and Anderson, maybe. Did you say yeah. the Hardys already? No, no. Uh, did not say the Hardys. I could see them adding that to the pre-show. Um, and maybe Miz and Jason Jordan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's... That's cool. A, Anything uh, we didn't cover? I feel like, God, this is record time for us, man. This anything, is. Really anything, we didn't cover anything else going on in the world of wrestling this week. It's been kind, uh, of, a, it's been kind of a slow week, news-wise, you know? But uh, good. Next, week out of trouble. Next, next week will be a busy one. We'll get the No Mercy preview. Uh, yeah. And then again, Wednesday, Bret Hart, and then going over the Vegas... Vegas Smackdown so awesome. yeah and that'll be interesting man so catching up on Smackdown everyone tweeted at me I did indeed watch Sami Zayn's loss to Aiden English and my heart broke yeah for a variety <laughs> of reasons yeah <laughs> I don't know I have no clue what they're doing there I don't get it I don't understand it I don't know I don't know folks but that's, uh, that's their you know how they start a lot of these feuds it's just people trading victories and I think Aiden English and Sami's a uh, Next feud going forward for Sammy for a little while. Does that elevate anyone? I mean, that's just kind of hey, like... At least it keeps him on TV. At least he's true. not in Ty Dillinger territory. Hey, he, 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 Ty is on TV this week. Uh, he funded you know, a decent part. Oh, he had to match all those Sammy for Syria donations. So you know, I'm sure he could use the coin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Which, if, if you haven't seen it, that cl- uh, clinic, his fundraiser, Sammy for Syria, is up and running now. And I thought that was just a really heartwarming video. That he posted. Yeah, I mean, what an awesome thing to to do. So, no, absolutely. Hats off to him. Yeah. Totally. And uh, tomorrow night, the May Young Finals happening after SmackDown, but before two hundred five live. Yep. So probably an hour. And yeah, I'm guessing two. So the finals, it's just the one match, so it's not. Oh, really? Be, yeah, it's just uh, Kyrie Zane and and uh, Shayna Baszler. I, I I'm. I'm almost thinking they're going to go with Baszler winning to set up the horsewoman thing. Mm. But they could have someone cost the horse, you know, Shayna her match. And then, and then that's how they set it up. Mm. But, um, yeah. So they, they got that. And then they're going to go to 205 live, a shortened version. I'm guessing it might, that also might just be one match. So that might just be the TJP versus Rich Swan. Okay. And, and maybe a promo or something. So it's going to be a weird Tuesday night folks. Yeah, it'll probably be overall just a little longer than usual, but but not that much. Cool, man. And someone's uh, asking about Raw yeah. Christmas in, live in Chicago. Oh, yes, yeah. That is confirmed. Yep. That is nuts. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. It's, I mean, viewership's down on Christmas anyway. Uh, I don't get why you don't just do a tape show. Yeah, it's probably going to be down a little more than usual, but it's Christmas. They never do anything of uh, anything eventful on a holiday like that anyway. So makes no sense to me. Why not? Why you don't? Because all the other years, that's what they would do is tape it, you know, the, the weekend before or the night before. Too bad. That's the next Chicago show. Could you imagine if with Ziggler's new anti gimmick, if he came out cult of personality, the hoodie. Yeah. If, if it lasted that long, that would Nuclear be your heat. That would be something. Yeah, and Chicago. nonetheless. <laughs> cool, man. Uh, so anything else? Any other questions? Anything we want to get to? I feel it's weird that we have like a little, yeah, maybe let's go for a couple more minutes and yeah. see uh, if you guys want to ask a couple questions in the chat. Uh, you think No Mercy will bring Asuka? I don't think so. I think she still needs to heal. So 
I'm guessing I'm guessing it'll be probably mid October is probably when we'll see her. Yeah, especially if they're going to put the belt on Nia first between now and then. Yeah. So someone's asking about CM Punk. Nope, he's not coming back. He's training for another fight, and he I, I he's not coming back anytime soon. There's so much bad blood over that lawsuit and, and uh, the amount of money he's having to uh, pay for it. That it's <laughs> it's pretty ugly over there. So uh, someone's asking, what do they do next uh, with the NXT Women's Championship? I'd go with Ember Moon. I she's I think she's the best. Uh, best woman on that roster right now so that's what that's what i would do i think she's she's almost as too much of a star though that if they go to her right away it's, they're going to be in the same situation of having someone that has a star power to to compete on her level yeah i mean who else do you go with no i don't know i mean yeah. nikki probably not ruby yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Well, <laughs> hope maybe someone from the May Young that they sign. It could be. Yeah. I mean, Kyrie Zane, it seems it seems too soon to yeah. do that, but but we'll see Hulk Hogan ever return. I, he can. I, I don't see what they would do with him. I mean, got a shout out tonight in in programming. So they, yeah. keep, they keep pushing it a little more and more each time. Well, I mean, they were pushing it before WrestleMania. Everyone thought he might make an appearance, but really, I mean, what's he going to do? They get, I mean, a general manager, I can't see Hulk Hogan in that kind of role. Oh, that'd be terrible. Yeah, and so, you know, just doing the ambassador stuff, they're, the, because of the his scandal. <laughs> so the term ambassador, I was going, perhaps to the urban community. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because of the scandal, it just seems very... Uh, miscast for him to be oh so so i don't know what you would do with him but i mean they could use him whenever they want to but he he can't wrestle so what's the point yeah um i mean look at sting sting has no baggage and you know they're not using him when they could yeah yeah that is interesting um so what's what's the latest with uh gfw i was seeing all these things pop up when i was gone oh man so um jeff jarrett um yeah there's I actually was just talking to somebody with GFW who uh, said the stuff with Jarrett was actually pretty bad for a while. Um, and so it is, so he was let go f- uh, temporarily um, to sort out his issues. And mm. uh, yeah, so Jarrett's out. Um, Sanjay Dutt, um, gosh, a, a big John. And who's the third? Who am I forgetting? Um Damn it! I'm I'm actually going to be on a conference call with them tomorrow. Their their media call. But I'm... does GFW do those like every week? It seems like every week you're on a GFW. Call. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much now. Oh, Scott Dumore. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, so they're kind of in charge of creative. Uh, there was a report that um, GFW was looking to get out of the wrestling business and sell. Uh, the Anthem president or vice president Ed Nordholm is strongly denying that, and they put out a bunch of press releases on some initiatives they're doing. So, um, and yeah, I mean, uh, they're got a renewal with pop TV, which I think is bad news because mm. that deal was making them no money. So that means they got no money coming in from TV still going forward. Uh, so I don't know. It's, it's there. I mean, they've been hanging basically since TNA left spike. It just felt like, they're hanging on by a thread and, and there's nothing, 
there's not, there's not that big thing coming that's going to turn the company's fortunes around. And, uh, yeah. you know, they're stuck. They had their lowest rated, the least watch impact, I think, ever last week. Um, how, how bad? I think it was 220,000 viewers. Hmm. It was up, up against the NFL season opener. But last year's episode against the season opener did like 340,000. So, um, man, I, you know, I really want GFW to survive. I want to see good things happen. I'd love to see them get back on Spike TV and get a ton of cash coming in. But it just doesn't look like it's going that way. And it's just, it's just, yeah, I hope I'm wrong. And I hope something does happen. We shall see. Well, on that note, do we want to wrap up the show? Take it home? Yeah, let's go ahead and take it home. Well, thanks. Thanks, everyone, guys. Thanks, it's everyone, for joining us. And Wednesday. Bret Hart. Bret Hart. And his son, is, Dallas. The best there was, the best there ever will be, right here on this podcast. Right here. Yep. So, yeah, that'll be, that'll be fun. And then the SmackDown review. So, I'm not going to bring up the music video he did with the Canadian hip hop group 20 years ago. You did you ever see that? You got to bring it up. Did you ever see that with the Rascals? Like, <laughs> I think I remember you talking about it before. Yeah. So he's like in the video and he's just sitting there like dancing. It's really awkward. But uh, they sample him for the chorus. So uh, I remember Bret cool. Hart on The Simpsons and he's him sounding yeah. really weird. Because it was then, supposed uh, to be a different he, wrestler. But he, he was supposed to be a different wrestler. And yeah. he ended up later just changing it to him. Yeah. Cool, man. So Wednesday, come back for that. In the meantime, you know the drill. Follow Raj and me on Twitter. Check out Wrestling Inc. Uh, say hi to Matt Morgan at BP Matt Morgan. Wish him well. He's doing okay. He wrote out the storm. Cable's going to come back on. Life will return to normal. Go, Matt. All right. All cool. right, guys. We'll back see here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.